Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Today is H.P. Lovecraft's 129th birthday. All right! The campaign that we are playing is entitled At Your Door. It was written by Ellen Eisenwill, Mark Morrison, Barbara Manoui, Chris Adams, Scott D. Anielowski, and Herbert Hike. I'm your Game Master, and this is episode 28. Our recap will be given by Brian Daly as his character, Dr. Jonathan Leach. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Brian? All right. Area code. And wait. Oh, international. Right. Okay, there we go. Oh, hi, Jack. Uh, y yeah, it's good to hear from you. Yeah, it's it's uh, Dr. Liege. Is Claire there? Could could you put her on? Thanks. Hey, Claire. Uh, any lab explosions lately? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good to hear. All right. Uh, the next two days are going to be a little hectic on my end, uh, so you probably won't hear from me for a little bit. Uh, I'll fax my full wilderness report to the lab office in about 10 minutes. Could you make sure to grab that and then seal it in an envelope labeled for JADIC size only? Thanks. That should help a little bit with the mole problem. Um, so I don't know if you've heard much about Desmond and Margaret's fancy dinner party, but it confirmed some of our suspicions. They noticed that his eyes kept changing color. Also, uh, the statue is being kept on display in the same room as a certain stolen book. <laughs> it's uh, it's pronounced uh, not noptic, but yes. Uh, a police raid was my initial thought too, but um, it was decided that we need to act faster than the law allowed. Yeah, th this could well be the most dangerous thing we've done. Anyway, we've uh, got the beginnings of a plan. I'm gonna rig up a toxic dart or two for Ethan's dart gun, and we'll see if we can get a hold of what we can get a hold of to aid our friend in chilling out. Uh, egress shouldn't be too much of a problem. We didn't notice any many cameras or alarms. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll have a contingency package or two in case things go sideways. Um, before I go and fax that report, just know, well, we're, we're doing the best we can, and we're trying to stop people from getting hurt. Um, no matter what you might see in the next few days, just remember that and wish us luck. Uh, who knows? Maybe this will all go off without a hitch and the world will be rid of a creepy snake. Yep. Yep. Take care, Claire. Excellent. And that was, uh, your assistant. Okay. All right. What are you guys going to do? I mean, first bask in the glory that Jack actually did something. He handed the phone to Claire. I'm impressed. Well, he was, he was actually done with the, uh, he was done with his assignment. Lazy bastard. Marathon to that crap. <laughs> I'm, that kid's going to need some therapy. Yeah. As, uh, are we the next day? So is Margaret and uh, Desmond coming down from their high? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll say that it's in fact around, oh, 10 o'clock. Okay. When you got home, you crashed hard. 
Okay. And uh, so, Heather, you took the first shift with uh, yep. binocularing the cube, right? Yep. Yep. All right. I don't so think wants, I saw anything. Yeah, who wants the next one? Okay, now what, what are you doing? Uh, we just were doing a stakeout, uh, just watching the uh, cube, the Citadel. For any activity. Uh, yeah. Well, you do see a lot of people coming and going. Mm -hmm. um, tourists coming and going. Uh, you do uh, notice at, uh, you've begun to realize that there are a couple of company vehicles. Um, the big white limo belongs to Lolly, but there are a couple of uh, more utility, uh, I don't know what you call them, SUVs. Mm -hmm. And you've seen those come and go a couple of times. Uh, Lully's uh, truck, uh, uh, Lemo has not left. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and it's probably pretty quiet on a Monday there, I would think. Yeah. Except for the, there's still some tourists. But there's still tourists in the gift shop. And Dr. Dr. Evans and Dr. Flores, you are just waking up and pulling yourselves together. You're pretty groggy. You're hungry. Uh, Dr. Ethan, where are you? Um, I would assume uh, I was going to take the next watch, so probably resting in the hotel. Okay. Um. Also, you can see, uh, you could see Dr. Leash and Dr. Mills, uh, the top floor when it's lit up at night, uh, you can see it's mirrored, but when there's lights on upstairs, it's, it's lit. Okay. All right. Is there much yeah. activity inside or? Well, you can't really see it's eight stories up, but you could see that most of it is lit 24 hours. There might be some dark areas where maybe there's a bedroom. You know, there was there were other parts of it that you didn't see that were through other double doors and, mm. and so okay. okay. All right. Well, um, I was thinking we might want to get something that if we do run into someone that we don't want to actually hurt, but it's still incapacitating. I've got my mace and everything, but uh, spray mace, uh, but. Just uh, like yeah, a ta tasers. I mean, yeah. I, I I wouldn't want to. Mace is kind of noisy. Um, not the mace itself, but the aftermath. The person the screaming. The screaming. Right. Yeah. Oh. That'll that'll. They have, bring they have effective tasers in the nineties. Uh, I think they I did because of. Die Hard Two came out and they had a taser in that. Okay. Okay. That's projectile taser or like no, no, no. cattle prod. Yeah, like the one with the two little things and the okay. little lightning goes in between. And we have the Trank uh, pistol too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just don't don't swap the don't swap the uh, the toxic darts for sleepy ones. We should label those. Oh, absolutely. They're not labeled already. Well, when we make them. Oh. We have to. We have to at least wait until the floral shops open. Oh, I'm sorry, I have. Not sure how long I've been out. How many azaleas are you gonna need? 
a good question. What's the what's the uh, volume of your darts there, Ethan? Um, I tell oh, them what. Dr. Leash and Dr. Evans and Dr. Flores, you're not in the same place. Oh, that's right. Oh. You can say that you told them how much. Okay. A lot. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I don't have to buy the azaleas. Yeah. All right. I'm going to just knock on Dr. Evans' door and ask her if she wants to join me for coffee and, uh, I don't know, a porterhouse steak breakfast or something. Yeah, yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. How do you do this all the time? Oh. Oh. This is my third. I mean, I, ha I only had one before, but Jenny knocked us all out, so I didn't really get the full... The full experience, oh my goodness. So you guys go downstairs to have some breakfast. Um, the rest of you, nothing much is happening. Uh, Dr. Ethan, it's probably about time that you... Uh, I think you're probably waiting for them to come back before you go out. That's what I thought. And I was kind of just staying at the hotel because these two are incapacitated also, so... I think we dumped them both in the same rooms just so we could keep an eye on them. Yeah. We put them together. I guess we were so tired we imagined that there was a door. So when they get up, I'll, I'll just go down with them to eat and wait for the return of the others. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you have any idea how we can knock the power out there, Dr. Leach? Uh, Well, around the... Around the back side, it looks like they've got the the input and their connection to the grid. Mm -hmm. They look like uh, high voltage wires, hmm. high tension wires. Let's see. Yeah. What yeah. are the? I'm not good with electronics, so that's that's the one that's one thing I don't know about. What what are the wires made out of? You think we could thermite them? Well, they're probably wrapped around steel cable. Or there's yeah. steel cable wrapped around them. I don't know. Or we could just smack it with a with an axe that's got plastic handle or something. All right. Something well, insulating. Each tower is what? Maybe 30 or 40 feet high? Mm-hmm. Well, where does, a, where does the building itself connect? Uh, it connects in the back at the, um, I forget what the, the, the junction is called. Um, they're obviously drawing quite a bit of power because they've got a, a TV radio station. Mm -hmm. and I'd imagine they've got like, they've got metered connections, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, they just attack it there. Yeah, you can see a place where the, uh, it probably all goes into a, a, a big uh, room. I imagine mm -hmm. Connect, connection room. It goes in through the roof and cables. Yeah, Heck, there might be a big old off switch, aka a breaker. But yeah, there would be in the back room. Yeah. Everything else. Hmm. Yeah, but then we'd have to already be in to get that. So, I mean, that's our only choice. That's our only choice. But I, yeah. But anyway, so we'll go get shopping for uh, some things. 
Yep. Okay. So, uh, I don't know where you would find non-lethal weapons. <laughs> at, but... Well, I can... I'll give you a list of things to uh and and some things to uh to talk about while you're getting them. Okay. Um definitely don't get any of these in the same location. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course not. We'll do some luck rolls to see how long it takes you to find a place. All right. Um other than that, you're coming back to the hotel. Mm -hmm. All right. I uh, failed by five. Okay. Um, that that means for the first hour you're not going to be able to find anything. Right. And you can you can roll every hour to see when you finally discover something. Um, all right. So you guys return to the hotel. Uh, Doctor Liege and the, the the five of you are together once again down in the lobby. Um, if it helps at all with searching, I rolled a 16 on a luck roll, which is a hard. Okay. So you, you find a, uh, a sporting goods place that has weapons, but it also has a taser, the kind that you push up against somebody and it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Excellent. Have you considered bear spray? Uh, no, we hadn't considered it. I mean, you know, it has the... I'm all for uh, a spray repellent like that. Uh, it comes with the same drawback that my mace does, is that I'm sure bear spray probably hurts people's eyes pretty bad, too. <laughs> so they'd make a lot of noise. They scream. I think with, uh, I think with the bear spray, we don't care if it hurts people's eyes. I think it'll. I think we care if it hurts a. Uh, well, I think we care if it hurts eyes that have a habit of changing color. Oh yeah, I want anything to hurt that thing. But yeah. And if you spray, oh, if you spray off bear spray inside, you have a high chance of it hitting you also. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm. What if we get something to puncture the can after we throw it? Hmm. Well, I got my uh, crowbar also, so uh, if it comes to it, I can start smacking people. I mean, what what's our actual game plan here? Are we trying to take out this this false reverend? Is that what we're? I think that's. Because if we if we go in and just do a smash and grab for the book and literal smash on the statue, um, I'm not sure if we'll get a another really good shot at preventing more slasher deaths. I think I think we go. I think it it would be best if we did uh, uh, if we did some one stop shopping for once. Well, do we want to prepare um, a more uh, serious set of instructions for our assistance in case something happens to us tonight? 
Claire's yeah, pretty I mean, good at playing it by ear, but I'm not sure if your guys is how are your students good with that? Well, say you put together a complete report of what's going on uh, to send to your assistants in the event that uh, that something happens to you. Right. Good. Right. So what time are we thinking about? Do we have any idea about the pattern of activity at the Citadel? Uh, I was thinking uh, cover of darkness, like uh, one, two in the morning. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, what August in uh, Toronto? It's so hot. Yeah, it's hot, and the sun's going to be up pretty late. So yeah. Now you were mentioning um, electrical poles. Were they very sturdy? Could we maybe rent another vehicle, throw a brick on the gas pedal, and let it knock the thing down and take that out the power? Wouldn't work. They're it wouldn't steep. work. Okay. Still, all right. That's yeah, and that's very easily traceable back to us. It's a rental. The cargo we reported stolen. It still it still points right back at you. Yeah. Um. I think I think we just break into the. Yeah, break in. Look for a breaker. Lots of breaking. It's very likely that on the back of the building there is a, a housing structure for the electrical coming in. And if you, if you, if you monitor the security, I mean, it's not like there, it's not like a high Prince prison. It's, it's not like they've got 40 people walking around all the time. There's going to be, they don't expect somebody to break into their electrical thing and short out the whole building. Right. Yeah. It's like they're, they're, kind of trusting but <laughs> yeah okay all right so we get in we turn off the power then what are we going to search the entire citadel for him do we have a location uh, well, we, there's one thing if we break in to turn off the power then the alarm is going to go off when we break in so we want to try to get the power from outside to stop the alarm the problem is that once we turn off the power it's eight stories up to where he lives That's without elevators. That's what that might, my next point So was we're like be. huffing up fire stairs for 20 minutes. Which we, is might not... need, we might need one person to take care of the breaker. Walkie talkies. Uh-huh. Once you get up there, you cut the power. So they can't, I have phone lines too. Yeah, the phone lines. We, we might not even need to take the power out. We just might need to take the phone lines out. Yeah. I, I assume that there is, you know, I assume he keeps most of his money in, a, in the bank, but, you know, unless he does a Sunday deposit somehow special, he's got his Sunday taken somewhere in there. I'm so sure. There's so got to be a safe for that. Right. Uh, which is going to be substantial, which means there's going to be some kind of electrical alarm system to deal with, not just phones. It might go straight to the police department and um, you know, then we're not gonna have time for much, even well, with how, endurance. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say is, I mean, with the endurance chant, how concerned are we really about eight flights of stairs? That's a good point, although we've never tried to take it twice in 48 hours, we might not be able to do it. 
we can find a location, let's say a half a mile from the Citadel, find a payphone, call in an emergency, and track the response time of the police, and get it down to how many minutes, five minutes, you know. Why don't a couple of you do some idea rolls? Yeah. Let's play on it. <laughs> Uh, a 14 would be an extreme success. Oh, cool. Well, that's what I was looking for was an extreme. Um, it's very likely that most of the floors will be almost entirely empty, except maybe for cleaning crews uh, at 2 o'clock in the morning. That's what you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, they certainly won't be producing their TV show or, or the magazine or anything like that at that late of an hour. Uh There'll be security on the first floor, most likely. Uh, But above that, probably nothing until you get to the eighth floor. Um, It's very likely also, if if they run it like a business, they get their collection, all of their money together, and then they probably have an armed escort to go directly to the bank. You know, let's say at four in the afternoon after it's all over. Uh, because they probably aren't equipped to just have all of that money lying around. It's better just to get it to the bank like a business would. Yeah. Yeah, armored car, pick it up. Yeah. Well, they probably just have one guy who puts it in a bag and sits in the back of a police car and they take him to the bank and he... I used to do that. (laughs) And there are Sunday Ah. deposits, we think, or there's an automatic deposit? I don't know. Maybe they, they do something specifically for when you got money. They might, might even have one of those big business deposits where they wrap it up, label it, th- and throw it in the chute. No, that's not likely. What they would do is they would have to count that money once it gets to the bank. And they want you to sit there while they count it. At least they used to make me sit there while they literally counted it in front of me. Yeah. All right. So... Uh, but that's a good point about the elevator. So maybe keep the power on. Just go in. We can uh, cut the phone lines and just go. You can also bank on the idea that the security guards who work there probably in the last 10 years have never seen anything ever happen. Yeah. So they're probably just sitting there reading their books. Or... All right. I mean, the place is going to be basically deserted. I'm not so much worried about the skeleton secure overnight security staff as I am alerting the police or the reptile preacher. Mm-hmm. If we could get near the reptile preacher before he knew there was intrusion, that would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright. I'm going to get some more coffee, Margaret. Do you want more? Yes, please. Okay. So we, um, so did Dr. Lee just roll find her stuff then? Yeah. Yeah. He said it did. So we have our tasers. We got our, uh, clubs. Where are you going to cook down your azaleas, Dr. Leach? Well, we have a stove in the room, right? Sure. Does it have an exhaust, a, uh, like a exhaust? Stove hood. Um, 
probably not. It's just for yeah. Okay, there's a stove head. I mean, it's gonna smell fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's cooking right. azaleas? <laughs> and you know, before before we make our our entrance attempt, I mean, it's gonna be nice if anybody has any lights on in there. I'm sure we'll be able to just see them moving around yeah. because the whole mm-hmm. building is glass. Yeah, yeah. We're approaching from the back where there wasn't a lot of uh, street lights or anything. So, man, that also means that people will be able to see us too from outside. Is the is the backside all glass as well? The outside of it? Part of it is. Okay, like the upper floors. Yeah, all the upper floors are. Everything so above. I would imagine the lower is. Solid uh, the level of utilities. Parts to it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that gives us some cover. Yep. Alright. Alright. I wonder if the reference still sleeps. That's the other thing. It'd be nice if you did, but I don't count on it. Uh and they, we haven't been able to figure out any pattern regarding when this the ripper strikes strikes. It's not like oh every three days there's another dead body. Check my news report, see if there was a time. Um, Dr. Leash, you know anything about cutting glass? Um, it needs to be really sharp. I wonder if we could cut a hole in the glass and just let ourselves in. Maybe. That's definitely a possibility. Yeah, I wonder if there's any, uh, what do you think, like a hobby store? There's got to be some sure. place to find it. Hobby store, have a glass cutter? Probably any any hardware store would have a glass cutter. Mm-hmm. Well, in the next, uh, the next run I do, I'll look and see if I can find a glass cutter. Might be easier to get around cutting through the wall than using any of the alarmed doors. Because I yeah. don't think they probably have filament running through the entire glass side of the cube. Exactly. And if we found a company that does glass installation, tell them we want to buy a glass cutter. I mean, we're going to put it on the company account anyway, so we'll give them a couple extra hundred dollars. It's not our money, but we'll get one. Like I said, it's the kind but, of thing you yeah. can get at Home Depot. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's do the hardware store first. Yeah. Okay. I, I can tell them I want it for beer bottles or something. Yeah, we'll do Although that. we're talking about an inch and a half or two inches of tempered glass. Does, are, do, the, do the things you can buy publicly work on that? No, it's not that. Tempered glass isn't that thick. Yeah. It's still only going to be about like that thick. Yeah, also, also with uh, crystalline structures like that, um, the way a glass cutter works is it doesn't have it doesn't cut all the way through. It just right. makes a very clean break right where you want it. So it doesn't have to go all the way through. It just I I think that that's the way to go. All right. Sounds good. We won't be too technical on this. So. Right, yeah. We are not professional glass cutters. Although <laughs> You're going to make the cut and you're going to tap it, tap, 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 and the entire building shattered. <laughs> Except be the for only that th- circle. circle. Except for the <laughs> circle, yeah. <laughs> like Wiley <e>. Coyote. <laughs> that reminds me, we should have suction cups to yeah. remove the. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. You can buy those. Yeah. You can, we buy can those. just get a plunger. Yeah. I like it. All right. You got it. Uh, I'll just say these are all things you could readily find available at. Uh, mm -hmm. They're yeah. not going to make me roll my uh, search hardware store skill. Uh, hey, we already know you have a 99 in that. <laughs> well, it's we're at, depend on if you ask for assistance. If you ask for assistance, you might never find it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, While we're at Home Depot, we'll pick up some headlamps just in case. Yeah. You know, the little yep. light, you know. Yeah, a little elastic band or whatever. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So we'll assume we get whatever equipment you need. Mm -hmm. You still have most of the day ahead of you, unless you want to skip ahead. Um, I was going to try and get some rest in the afternoon if we're going to hit it at two. Well, let's see. Where are? Let's say it's around. Did we find our flowers? Uh, you wanted azaleas, sure. Okay. So you found a number of of, of flower of uh, bouquets of of azaleas. Um. Uh, you're able to chop them up. You're able to boil them. Uh, you boil off the water, make some sort of serum. You have no idea Please. what the potency is. Is uh, you might want you might want ethanol for the extraction. Okay, but easily enough to get it at okay. drugstore. Um, you just have no idea how lethal it it would be, or um. Well, do you want me to do a chemistry thing to? Chemistry role to get a general idea. Um, sure. Okay. Either way, it's a shot in the dark. You know, we just see if it works. If it don't, it don't. All right, I'm gonna start taking pictures of my rolls because these are stupid. Hmm. It's okay, my. It's an eight, by the way. Okay. Nice. Um. I mean, you're you the compound that you're trying to concentrate is definitely concentrated. You have no idea whether it would actually be effective on a snake or a, a lizard. Dr. Leish. Uh, we've got, we've got uh, concentrated compound K here. Does anybody have a gun? Because I know bullets do work on reptiles. So, No, I don't think any of us are, are armed. No. What are, the, what are the laws like here? Would they let a foreigner just waltz in and buy a gun? Canada? Shotgun, maybe. That would be the only thing. And I think it would be just for hunting and rental. So you'd have a trail of paperwork out the ass. Yeah. Let's uh, let's try yeah. and avoid that. Yeah. And we're not, none of us are plugged into the black market to know where to go. Did that. the uh, sports store you visited earlier have flare guns? Or would a boat store have a flare gun? Because I think that would have some stopping power. Possibly, yeah. That you should be able to get. Ooh. All right. It's it's yeah. kind of a long shot, but okay, that makes sense. But you get, you get a flare gun as you're out there. Um, and, you know, pyrotechnics give us many more options. Mm. Right in the place, yeah. Um, while some of you are resting, it's, let's say it's around 5.30 um, a couple of you go down to the restaurant to get a bite to eat. Um, who will that be? Okay. 
All right. So, so Ethan and uh, Leash, you're sitting downstairs uh, at the, the restaurant, and you just happen to have chosen a table near the entrance, so you can see out into the lobby. And as you're standing there, you see a gentleman enter the lobby uh, and go over to the concierge and start asking questions. And you are pretty sure he is dressed like the, the security people over at the Citadel. In fact, he looks a little familiar to you. I'm going to go to a courtesy phone okay. and call away from the desk. You know how they have them by the elevators? Dial up the room where Margaret and Desmond are in. All right. The phone rings, Margaret and Desmond. Uh, hello. I think we have company. Looks like a security from the Citadel. Get out of the room and go up to okay. the... Okay. Well, just take go. the elevator up a couple floors or something, and I'll meet you on the 12th floor or so whatever. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it looks like somebody from C Citadel security has come asking questions at the front desk. Now and I turned to John, you know, Jonathan, I wave him over. I know they don't have the real names, but you never know who's plugged in with our real pictures, just like the other people were. Right. Right. Like, you know, like the mermaid knew who we were. Maybe they know our real names. So, uh, Margaret, uh, Margaret, let's grab the um, special equipment for tonight and take it with us. All right. You know, it might just be. I'd rather jump the gun than you know have them come knocking or whatever. Now, um, with that, I, Jonathan, should we go and see if we can get any earshot of them? Is he still talking to the desk? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to know our face. Do you want a, one of us maybe to try and get in the earshot or, or just screw it, go to the elevator and meet up? Um, I'll, go, I'll go back and finish my... And watch what they do. Yeah. And then... Um, and if you want to get closer, you've actually slightly changed your appearance. I think you've got a better shot at doing that. I'd... Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, is there a newspaper sitting on on one of the? Yeah, on, in the lounge sort of area inside the the lobby. I'm gonna have the newspaper with me. Stand kind of behind him, like I'm waiting for my turn. Okay. But with the newspaper up in front of my face, typical okay. movie, <laughs> and see if I could hear. Pull through it. <laughs> nah, not, I'm not gonna go that far, but yeah. Um. By the time you get over to him, uh, you hear him saying that uh, something to the extent of they, they, they left something at the Citadel and we're trying to get a hold of them. Uh, and the concierge is like, well, I'm sorry, sir, it's hotel policy that I can't reveal any uh, you know, client information or anything like that. And so he seems a little frustrated. He's trying to put pressure on. But the uh, the concierge, it's a it's a little. She looks like she's maybe five foot five, um, feisty little woman, and she's like, "I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. I I can't get that information out." And finally, he in frustration, he just he doesn't say anything. He just turns around and walks away. Do uh, 
Do a luck roll. Uh, 18, so okay. I passed that. All right, so he doesn't see you or notice you. Oh, yes, sir, can I help you? Uh, d- um, d- this is today's paper. Do you want to happen to have yesterday's paper anywhere, or were they discarded already? I don't know. It might. It could be out there in the lobby. You just have uh, to. Uh, I'll, t- I'll take another look, actually. I, I, I didn't even look. I thought they were, and I just kind of like, mu- like, I'm sorry, and I mumbled on myself and walk away. Not rudely, but like, like. <laughs> um, Doctor Liege, you notice the guy walk out the door, and as you see him walk out the door, he crosses the street. He he avoids traffic and crosses the street. Jay walks, and uh, you see him get into one of those utility cars from the Citadel, and he doesn't drive away. He just sits there. Mm. Fascinating. So I'll finish my brunch, lunch. Dinner. Now, before before y'all ask, there are plenty of ways out of the hotel other than the front door. <laughs> yeah, I'll really, jump. it's the building's up to fire code. Yeah, no, there's just I, one little <laughs> one little door. I'll get into the elevator and go up to the 12th floor so they're not worrying up there. All right. And I'll, I'll casually saunter to another elevator and head on up. What's, right. what's going on, Dr. Carlisle? Uh, the, one of the security guards, and he was trying to get information from the concierge, and she was very uh, withholding company policy. It wouldn't give him any information, but... I specifically heard the tail end of it, and he said, but they left something at the Citadel. We really need to get in touch with them, or something vaguely like that. Yeah, we didn't leave anything there. Exactly. Mm. But Hopefully, they can't do anything with your DNA on the steak knife. uh, But yeah, we we thought we were made. That that, uh, verifies it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I apologize. I meant ritual magic more than testing uh right so they wanted uh, we, we we were to get a one-way trip back to the citadel market i guess they really enjoyed our company uh, more than you know they're you know. sitting out front oh my goodness and that, a personal escort back well you know you make great conversation honey especially about uh, <laughs> ancient you know uh native american gods pagan deities right Okay, well, uh, so he's sitting out front, you said. Mm-hmm. So what do you say? We, we, go out, we go out the back and we circle around and uh, find a different hotel? I don't want to well, have my hair tinted again. Well, luckily, their utility cars kind of stick out a little bit. Just a little bit. They're all the same make and color. Now, the question here is, should we let him see you and uh, maybe the two of you go out like the loving couple you are, take a little walk around the corner and we grab them, get some information? But I mean, it's the middle of downtown Toronto, broad daylight. I know it's risky, but what's riskier? going in blind like we are or maybe knowing a little something. I, it's 
six of one, half dozen of the other, you know? Yeah, I wonder how much force, uh, Dr. Leach, did you see how many people were in the vehicle? It's probably has tinted windows. I mean, you know, I wonder how much force they're willing to employ. I'd love to have a security detail, the most trusted inner guard following us around while we go and buy cards for our nieces and nephews and see a double feature and generally waste their time. Mm. Yeah, well, you could do the, you could do the same, you could do the same route that our Wiccan friends took us on. <laughs> Although that would, that would give away some information. Yeah, it's an open question whether you want to try to use this opportunity. I mean, what I don't want to do is get in a vehicle with him. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, I, I only saw the one guy in front because, you know, the, the windshield's not tinted as per regulation. Um, but I, there could have been any number of people in the back, depending on how they want to clown car it. Yeah, and we certainly don't. I mean, if anything, I feel uh, ever more positive that we're not making a mistake about targeting this place. Um, I don't know. How did you feel? Did you feel? And also, the other question is: Do we want to? Do we want to be a five-person team tonight? Well, if, if they have security people tailing us, perhaps if we keep them busy, the two of us, though, the three others will have a better time. Yeah, I don't know what's open until two in Toronto, but uh, we could definitely try to make them a short-staffed or just tired and bored. Again, yeah. assuming that that would have just grab us on this, as soon as we turn around a quiet street corner. Well, I mean, we don't have to be anywhere until two. I mean, if for some reason we swing by the Citadel, somewhere inside of it for a second, and then we drive off again, that might be able to, instead of trying to fully waste their time, if we can keep their suspicion aimed at the two of us, that might encourage them to stake us out at the hotel all night. I wonder if they're actually going to follow you. And if it's only one person in a vehicle, you're wasting only one person's time and we're losing two sets of hands. But if they're willing to follow you, you might get into the car. They start telling you we're on the walkie talkies. We'll drive behind. You know, we don't need to follow you because we have walkie talkie. We know where you're going to go. Drive out to a wooded area pull off to the side for a flat flat tire and then we pull up behind and if it's only one guy there's five of us dr carlisle you're an angry angry pacifist didn't say hurt them i just said you know we'll tie them up and i have the tranquilizer gun put them to sleep for a couple hours tie them up drop them off uh call it in you know Deranged hmm. man on the side of the road, pour some alcohol on his clothes and have the police pick him up. And if if there is any sort of shadow shenanigan, we have a uh, relatively um, controlled test environment for our our devices. And I, I'm all against hurting humans and animals, but if you're yeah. a demon from hell, I'll send you back. Now, of course, we you might know, just I walk feel up. Like, 
there was this, you know, that woman just checked out of her room and went to get some ice. And I feel like we're conspicuous here in the 12th floor hallway. Let's go down to the suite. Yeah. Continue this conversation. I feel strange holding this flare gun. Yeah, and these backpacks look a little suspicious too. (laughs) Anyway. Do we have to get identical black ones? (laughs) They're, 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 uh, they're, they're trendy. Uh, (sighs) Well, uh, I, I you know, I feel... Shot. I want a lamb chop backpack. I, uh, a lamb chop backpack. Margaret, do you, uh, do you feel like being guinea pigs? I mean, if we're in a vehicle... Yeah, my, I don't mind letting them see us a little bit. Uh, let's see if there's uh, any rural area we can find on a map in this hotel room so we know where we're going before we just start driving around Toronto. Uh, I don't know how far we have to go to get a quiet wooded street, or maybe there's a warehouse district or something, but it's Monday afternoon. Well, you know, uh, the Finleys kind of live somewhere pretty deserted. Oh, it's true. It's real quiet up around there. Well, it's Although, also affluent. Right, there, there's private security probably locally. But in between here and there, there's got to be something. Yeah. Yeah. If you go five miles out of any major city and take an off-ramp, you got to have a... Yeah, I'm sure that's the case in Toronto. Yeah, I just want to... We want to get in the car quickly before he comes up and tries to smooth talk slash coerce us into his vehicle because then the jig is up. Let Uh, us get in... I'm sorry, I was going to say, let us get into the other vehicle and be ready so when you walk out... If something happens, run right back into the hotel, or we could pull around. Sounds good. Everybody take what they need for uh, intervention. Did you guys come wake me up? I was thinking, I was, no, okay, good. <laughs> I wake we up. Went, where'd it, where'd everyone go? <laughs> Some bullshit. <laughs> I think hey, my... Heather, Heather, we're oh, going to do a field test of the tasers. I like it. Let's do it. <laughs> If all goes well, we can uh, invent a new form of tag. All right. The kids will love it. I take the loaded, uh, not with the um, experimental serum, but the regular trank dart in in the pistol in my jacket. All right. That was a lot of discussion. What are you going to do? What, uh, who's going to do what? And in what order? So they're, from what I understand, uh, Dr. Carlisle, Dr. Lesion, Dr. Mills are going to go get in one car with all the equipment. And then a little after that, myself and Dr. Flores are going to go quite visibly walk to the other rental and clear in clear sight of the, of the van and get in kind of, I mean, we don't want to like run to the car, but we also want to get there fast enough that we're hopefully he can't come over and talk to us. Okay, so let's do this. Um, Dr. Carlisle, Dr. Mills, Dr. Liege, uh, you exit the building and you head to uh, one car. And a few moments later, Dr. Margaret and Dr. Flores, you head to the other car. With walkie-talkies active. That that's fine. Um, do we see just the one car? Yes. Okay, that's good. Okay, you can't. Yeah, like you say, the the windows are tented. You can't see inside. 
uh, you're not aware of anything taking place. Until, well, are you going to drive somewhere? Yes. All right. As soon as you pull out and start going, you can see in your rear view mirror that that car also pulls out and starts following you. But it's keeping quite a distance. Uh, we're going to say it's about six o'clock. So, Margaret, uh, are you driving or shall I be driving? It's, it's daylight. Um, you can drive. All right, then you should uh, walk you that B team and tell them that in case it isn't obvious that we are yeah. being tailed and we're going uh, toward, it looks like from the map in the rental car, we're going toward uh, Route 22. Uh, and they should give us a minute to see if there's anybody else in pursuit before they come our way. Looking at maybe, it looks real green off exit six. Yeah, I don't really know that. Yeah, I'll be. Hmm. All right. So as you drive, he stays a ways back, but he's obviously got his eye on you. When you turn, he turns. When you go, he goes. But he's not rushing forward. He's just following you. Well, do we want to? Do we want to stop somewhere so it's not? Do you want to make a few stops before we go out of the city, or do we just want to go out of the city? Because if we drive around in the city and actually don't go anywhere and then leave, that looks a little suspicious on our end. Now, are right. the, the other three of you following them? We we don't need to follow. We just need to be within walking distance because we know we're going to exit three or whatever. Okay, well, as you move out of the town, you're, you're going to have to be following because there's just the one road you're on. Okay, yep. but we'll keep, you know, yeah, we're right. in, in town. In town, we'll be on a block away. Um, and where we can, we'll be on like a fronted road or something. All right. Yeah, because we don't need to be in visual because we're already in communication. We're not going to lose them. We know where they're going. All right. Mm. So we might go yeah. to like. And I don't think I'm not driving sort of randomly. I'm driving toward whatever northwest, whatever looked the most like we could get to a green place soon. The question: Do we want to stop for coffee and see what he does? Because I would love some more coffee. Or do we want to get out of town as directly as possible so we can try to arrange this confrontation? And you can ask their opinion. We've got time. Yeah, so guys, we could stop for, Desmond and I could stop and get something, see what, yeah, and see if he stops and comes to talk to us or see what, see the behavior. But if he does that, then yeah, that blows we, everything. We, we, we already know he's following you. That's not the question. So he'll continue to follow. Let's just proceed with the plan. You, okay. get a, you get a flat tire a mile off of the thing, wherever you feel you could get it. Tell radio in that you're going to be pulling over. We'll speed up and we execute the plan. Don't give him a chance. All right. Yep. Let's just head out of town. Got it. All right. You head out of town. He heads out of town behind you. How far out of town are you going to go? 
Oh, you're muted. Yeah, you're muted. We're looking for a place where we can't see your residence uh, for a couple minutes or anything okay. like an active that's, facility. That's not too long before you find that. All right. Uh, uh, give them the buzz, Margaret. I'm going to pull, I'm going to take the next left no matter what it is. The smaller hey, the red, the better. Yeah, we're getting off. Then I'll relay exactly where. But. All right. Uh, there is a rural road going off to the left. You're going to take that? Yes. Nope. All right. um, or is it, are we more shade or shade trees or open field? Yeah, there's probably pine. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Um, you turn down that road, and as far as you can see, he keeps going. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to look, I'm going to you know, slow down and look for a place to turn around and wait, maybe, especially if there's some cover. Uh, is it dusty or is it paved? It's paved, but it's gravel paved. Uh huh. All right. So I'm going to look for a turnaround or, a, you know, some like, you know, path, you know, driveway or pathway that I can pause to turn around in and from. Well, you actually end up driving quite a ways because it's too narrow for you to turn, but, and there's trees in the way. But eventually you come to like a, a cluster of cabins and there's enough room for you to turn around. Yeah. Uh, where are the other three of you? Did we want to stay on this guy? That's what I'm thinking. All right. Yeah, let's do he'll it. No, he'll notice it because we're on a rural road, but oh well. Yeah, he stayed on, he stayed on the the road. Yeah, but it's a lonely road. road. We might, we might see, we might see where he turns around at least. Yeah. But yeah, he stayed on the main road. Yeah. Um. In fact, what you find is that he drives up a little ways, and there is uh, like a gas station or something like that. He pulls in and just uses it as an opportunity to make a Yui. And uh, he makes a Yui, and he starts back down the road, just as you're, just as you're pulling into a gas station. All right, let's, uh, let's stay here for a little bit. Radio in. He's making a Yui. Not sure if he's coming back to you or not, but he's headed your direction. Okay, sounds good. Uh, uh, let's, you know, I'm going to drive out away. We, we've, we've come up against a, a little group of cabins. I'm going to drive back to greater seclusion and see if he pulls, uh, pulls in or goes back and reports that we're on him. When pull, when you get to the end of the road, jump out and open your trunk. Pretend you're getting the spare out or something. See if he stops. We'll be a minute behind, not even. Well, I think if he sees us coming back down the rural road, he's going to stop by the way. Is it even wide enough for two cars to pass comfortably? Not really. Right. Easy to prevent a car from going by, in fact, if you turned at an angle. Yeah. In, a, in a larger utility vehicle. All right. 20 minutes go by and no sign of the car. Hmm. Okay, well, 
Bless him. Well, I guess their training is better than we hoped. Um, but we're not cooped up in the hotel all night. Yeah. Uh, you. Why don't you guys uh, precede us back toward the hotel and do a couple of spins around the block and see whether he's still, uh, whether he's returned to the roost. Yep. I think probably, we should do a different hotel. We could consider a different hotel, yeah. Don't we still have those rooms in the other hotel? Yeah. You I, checked. I checked out. Oh, so okay. I, was, I was pretending they stole my uh, necklace or whatever, remember? So. All right. Well, for all intents and purposes, you do not see the car again that evening. Okay. Hmm. Weird. Yeah, this has just encouraged me to get this done so we can get out of this city. Yeah, we should definitely not go there in this rental car. Yeah. Right. This right. also encourages us to be a little more careful than we were going to be. All right. Yeah, so let's mix up vehicles, make sure that, you know, can we test the glass cutter on something innocuously? I'd like to know how it operates before we try to break into a facility. Yeah, there's there's yeah. a car over there with some and, glass windows. And then <laughs> get some get get a little bit of uh early evening shut eye so that we're fresh at one in the morning when we head out. Margaret, are we gonna try the chant again? Yes, yeah, so are we so we're going for the break in tonight then? Still. Okay. I think I think the sooner we get uh get this thing over with the better. I'm already well, glad we haven't seen a weird snake cloud descend from a dark sky. All right. So you're heading back to the hotel. You're probably parking in a different place. Um, uh, you go into the lobby. There's nothing untoward there. You head up back up to your rooms. Everything seems fine. You uh, you said you're going to get a little rest. You do that. Um, how late are you going to rest before you get up? Uh, I was going to get up probably 11:30. Okay. So we'll say by midnight you're all you're all ready to go. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Let's just move it to the point where you've you've got all you've packed your car and you've driven up to the citadel and you've inconspicuously as possible uh parked your car nearby uh and then walked up to the property in your dark clothing. That's right. And made your way around the perimeter to the back of the building. So we'll say it's about two o'clock in the morning. Now you can see that there are a few lights on on the top floor, but other than that, well, there's there's like security lights in the lobby. Right. And you can see there's a couple of cars. Uh, no, I'm sorry, you wouldn't see that. They would be they'd be under in the underground parking. Uh, but you can see there's probably one security guard inside at a desk since the 
since the wall is glass, but you're pretty sure with the glare of his lights inside, he can't see outside very well. That the mirror works in, in the reverse in this case. Okay. The parking lot has, you know, street lights, um, but they're not very bright and they're, if you make your way, you make your way easily around to the back of the building and you can see where the power, power cables come in and you can see that there is a metal utility door that goes in there and you can also see for maybe five panes on the, on the far corner where the glass comes onto the back side of the building, uh, but it's black. There's no, there's no lights on there. All right. Well, who's got the cutters? Okay. All, All right. right. Well, so you put the the suction cup on. Yeah. However, it works. <laughs> very carefully, score it around a circle. And I'll say that without much trouble, it it cuts through the glass. Um, should we chant? And there's no alarm immediately? No. Uh, should we chant now or chant later? I say chant now. Yeah. Maybe if we all do it together, it'll be more powerful. Hold hands. I mean, there's five of us. We could make a pentagram. <laughs> <laughs> if you think that would help, Dr. Leash, but I doubt it. Yama, yama, yama. Yeah. Wiccans would get a kick out of it. Um, all right. So you've said the chant. You all feel invigorated. Um, you're getting used to this. This power, this rush of power. Uh, you have opened up the window into somebody's office. And it looks like just maybe a, a phone clerk or it's just a cubicle. Right. Okay. All right. Well, step on in. There's a few, a few security lights, but other than that, the room is pretty dark, and you don't see any people. All right. So the question for me right now is: Do we want to go to the security guard in the front and try to incapacitate him first, so he doesn't notice us using the elevators, or do we want to just run up the fire stairs and leave the power on and just take everybody by surprise? I say the fire stairs. Because I don't think we're going to find an alarm from the fire stairs on the upper floor. I think we're going to find quiet doors so we can be we can we can reach the top of the citadel before we're noticed. Yeah, it's going to feel really good to run up the stairs. You, you just wait. Yeah. Uh, is there a? I assume there's a phone in the office, uh, and it's a multi-line phone. I'm kind yes. of. This, are any of the uh, lines? Uh, being used because it'd no. be lit up. Okay, all right. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. So, I wonder if you take the phone off and click on all the lines, would that make all the lines be in use? Uh, I think it'd probably just be one line at, at a time. We'd have to hit multiple offices. That's Yeah, and that would, yeah. I mean, the security guard probably isn't paying attention to his phone right now, but he would if yeah, all the yeah. lights lit up. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking for more if someone was maybe on the 
Like, all right. Fire stairs? Yep. I don't Go know about it. running. I don't know about running, though. Yeah. You might want to just walk up. Yeah. Quietly. What floor was the uh, the book and the statue on? Eight. Top floor, right? Everything's, everything's on eight. His weird right. shrine, his little museum, and his, his, his little house. Yeah, where he lives. Do you know uh, where? Do you know where? Uh, in relation to the, the room. Well, the the the, uh, the, the I know uh, from where we came in as the tour, there was a following room that was with the shrine to the crab, Alaskan king crab, and then there was uh, his uh, weird museum of religious oddities. Or no, the other way around. Weird museum of religious oddities. Alaskan king crab dining hall, and we know what door he came into the dining hall from, so we'll know what direction, presumably, his residence is. Alright. Let's do it. Last one up's uh, got a bow constrictor for a mother. So, <laughs> Snake people. Yeah. As, All right. we, as we walk up, I'm going to ask, hey, hey Margaret, you're, uh, you're more familiar with the uh, Bible stuff, right? A little bit, yeah. Why? What was the what was part of the curse in Genesis? Something about uh, women crushing the crushing. Oh, the, the head, head of the serpent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we got a great eighties. Yeah, they, but he'll have the power to power right there. Power, power to bruise, heal, but we can have the power to crush his head. So. All right. So it takes you a few minutes, and you go quietly. Um, they're metal stairs, so it, it's, it takes a little skill to be quiet. Uh, but you get up to uh, the eighth floor. And when you open the door, the uh, it looks like you're coming in at the end of a hallway. And the hallway itself is lit like the way a hotel room hallway would be lit. Um, You can see that there are other doors in the hallway. It looks like you came into a spot on the eighth floor that you weren't in before that um, these might be a little bit more like private offices um, for some of the big shots. Uh, but you're pretty sure at the end of that hallway there, if you, if you got the building shape right, at the end of the hallway that those doors will go probably into that library museum sort of section that he had. You think there was like a, a, a metal utility door on one side between the, the bookcases and the displays. Okay. Any cameras? No. Okay. Do the doors reach the ceiling? Yeah. I'm sorry? Can we reach the ceiling? Uh, the ceiling? Can we reach where the lights are? If you reach up like this, yeah, I'd say the ceiling is probably, what, nine feet? Okay. Be average. So you can touch the ceiling, and the, uh, the lighting is recessed fluorescent. Oh, okay. Darn. Because if there were bulbs, we could have uh, unscrew them slightly. Yeah. Yeah, but he might be able to see better in the dark than we can. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's true. Light uh, might be good. Uh, do the doors swing into the hall or into the rooms? 
they swing into the rooms. Okay. And uh, as we go there, any uh, any uh, the rooms have more light coming th- under the door sill? Like no, no. In fact, there's there's sort of some glass fronts on the rooms, and you don't see any lights on. Okay. All right. Move on. Long and, and it uh, doesn't sound like anything except, except HVAC. There's no music playing. There are no voices. You don't hear anything. It's no. still as a still as a tomb, really. It's two yeah. o'clock in the morning. Okay. Uh, so uh, I think I think if I've got my bearings, that uh, there should be a door down here to the left that will lead us into his cabinet of curiosities. All right. And I'm going to be, uh, I'm suspicious with it being snaky. I'm going to try and smell for if that, if I smell reptilian smell and if it gets stronger, if I do smell it. Did we notice any doors labeled Lully or? Uh, you don't. Uh, one of the room, one of the rooms is labeled uh, like security. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Do some of them have just curiously? Do some of them have names and titles of other members of the church, or are they just brown wood? Yeah, I'll say that they do. But there's no names that look familiar or interesting. No Finleys. No. <laughs> no ethnic Jojo names. No. They're all very white bread Christian. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try the door I think leads to his, uh, his collection. All right. Um, do a luck roll. No, I take it back. Do a stealth roll. You're trying to open it without making any noise. No noise. <laughs> I rolled a 97. Okay. Oh, no. So I was sad that you changed it from luck to stealth, but yeah. Well, it's, when you... Yeah, it's a stealth. <laughs> Wham! Uh, it doesn't make a loud noise, but it definitely makes a clunk. Mm-hmm. You know, when you sort of push on it, the, the bar goes clunk like that as it delatches. Oh, <laughs> And do I hear anything following? Nothing. And what's the light? There's just security lights in here too? Uh, well, have you, you're going to open the door. Uh, it's, it's the same room that you guys had dinner in. Uh, it's, it's dimly lit. There's still that sort of indirect lighting around the sides. It's lit about the same, the same brightness. Right, except without the fire and... Right, there's no fire going. And all of these are internal rooms that have no glass walls to the outside, right? Correct. All the places in his in his private sanctum. Right. Okay, so Um, we know from the dining room where the wall, where the door to the goodies are. You you also notice that uh, the HVAC is turned off. It's rather warm in this room. Is there a thermostat? Uh, not not anywhere that you notice one. Well, it's a good thing we brought those fire extinguishers. Did we notice? Did we notice any uh, wall-mounted units? 
on the uh, way in or from the thermostat? No, you didn't. Okay. Huh. Probably pretty centrally controlled. There was a fire in this fireplace yesterday. Is it warm by the fireplace now? Warm well, like there was a fire, fire this evening? Uh, possibly. Um, there's definitely that smell in the air of fireplace. And good wood smoke. Um, so it's real quiet without the, an HVAC system hum. Right. Right. So I'm going to invite somebody else to quietly open the door to the collection room. It's that the the crab is between the dining hall and the collections room, or is it the other way around? It's the other way around. The dining area is is towards is between the collection and the the big round room where where the thing is. Well, it's kind of on the edge of the big round room, so. Right. You're in so, full view of the statue when you're sitting at the table. Oh, I see. I didn't realize that was an open area. Yeah. So the, the shrine adjoins the dining area so yeah. that, so where he was sitting, he was looking past Carla to the Alaskan king crab during dinner. The other way around, the, the, the king crab was behind him. Oh. So oh. you were all kind of looking at it. You found it disturbing. Okay. And we're, in the that. we're in the dining room right now? Yes. Uh, yeah. in, the, in the main, we'll just call it the main area. Okay. Uh, can and, uh, the way that it's lit, I told you, the walls are kind of indirectly lit. Mm-hmm. And it almost seems like it, the room is dark, but there are pools of light where the dining table is and a pool of light where the statue is. And the the light the the collection uh, has its own sort of light, mm-hmm. but nothing is really bright, brightly lit. As um, so can I can I look and see if any anyone or anything is trying to hide in the shadows or? Sure, do a spot hidden. Okay. You do notice, though, that there is uh, there are double doors on the opposite end, and you're pretty sure there's light coming from underneath them. There we go. Well, uh, the light playing off of Desmond's hair is uh, hmm. quite dazzling. It is. Okay, you don't um, see anything. Yeah, on, on like a on a like a scale of uh, say like one to a hundred. Um, I'm really focusing on a, like a 92. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh. There, there are definitely, there are definitely shadowy areas of the room, but you don't see anything there. So there's a, the double doors. Um, that's where he came out of. And there's the other double doors. Yes. And there's the other double doors leading back into the hallway to the elevator. Okay. Downstairs. When, uh, put my ear close to the double door and try so to cross, you're going to actually cross the room. Oh yeah, ask the statue. Yeah, we came here to fight. All right. Well, do we want to go out? Never mind. Now the ground is all carpeted, so I'm great. <laughs> your your okay. steps are, are quiet. Hey, it's better than metal stairs. Mm-hmm. All right, you go across the room to the the table. I mean, to the the doors. Yeah. And uh, do a do a listen roll for me. Don't fail me now. You failed me now. No. <laughs> uh, that's a fail. Well, 
you you think you can hear something. Um, it sounds like it sounds like somebody talking way far off, and all you're hearing are the S's because it's the sharpest sound, mm -hmm. but you can't make out anything. How big of a gap is between the floor and the bottom just, of the door? Just maybe a quarter of an inch. Put my head down there and see if I can look. No. No. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I think that we should take the glass cutter and go cut open that glass display with the book. So we at least have one thing secured before things get crazy. If we have to bail, at least we'll have that. Right. Look for and wires, low wires going into the case. Look for wires, cut the glass. If we get the book out before an alarm goes off, I say number two is we flare gun the statue. Yeah. Let's rock. I don't know if the, I don't know if pyrotechnics will work too well on yeah. carved stone. Right. Now are these double doors, would I push it in or pull it open? The one going uh, back. The, 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 the one where I heard the S's. Uh, they, would go, they, would, they would push open. Okay, all right. In, into the room. Into are they room. are they two way? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. So I'd imagine you'd want it to open out into the room, so Lully can do his dramatic entrances. Oh, or he could do them this way. Yeah. Yeah, like that's true. Sc Scarlet O'Hare or something. So yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. Fat, I'm, snaky, I'm, Scarlet O'Hare. I'm going to stand by the door while you guys go. Uh... Now, this is how the cutter worked on the outer glass. So I show. All right. Hey, uh, Ethan, um, you might want to load up your gun and keep it trained on the doors. Right. I'm just being quiet, so I have it. It's already loaded. Oh, you want me to load it with the serum one? Um, your call. You know what? It's pretty quick reload. I'll keep the trank one in, and then the next one in the chamber. And really, you can you can snapshot the trank at anything. So right, exactly. Yeah, good call. All right, let's steal right. us a book. So who's going for the book? Headlamp, headlamps on. I think Margaret and I are going front. Maybe Dr. Liege, who can. Yeah, see. I'll I'll look for wires. Look what for wires. I... Also, look at what else he's got in here. Yeah, because it's right. it's in like a shadow box type display. It's in like a vitrine, thing. right? So, Doctor Doctor Mills, you're near the door. Yep. Uh, Doctor Ethan, what are you doing? Um, in between. Where the the glass dome would be here, and the door is here. I'm standing in the middle, so I can keep an eye on. Okay. If somebody comes in the other doors, or somebody comes opens the snaky door, Scarlett O'Hara door, I can. So basically, uh, uh, Lully's door uh, is on this side, and they're at the collection on this side, and right dead center in front of you is the big statue. So you. Mm -hmm. Right. right. Um, 
and I don't have right. my back to the statue. I'd rather keep visual on it. Oh, so... yeah, it's right in front of you. Yeah, but I don't want to be back, have my back to it. No. You know it, what I mean? It's it's right here in front of you. Okay. You'd have to. There's nothing behind you but the way that you came in. Right. And I'm just ready. All right. As you guys go into the collection and you go past a couple of the cases to where you saw the Nicotic Manuscript, you see that the case is open. Mm. The book is not there. I see thing he's reading it. Crap. Okay, well, let's go. Yes, I think he's <laughs> reading it certainly as we speak. Okay, then let's just Ethan, go right shoot Desmond. He's possessed. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to go back. Uh, the statue is enshrined. Yeah, it's just sitting there in the middle. Properly sealed away. Well, before we... It's, oh, it's, it's just Sitting a, in a special room on a pedestal. It's just under, on a, like a plinth? Right. Okay. Know, under a dome of this constellations. Uh, before okay. we kick open the reverend's door, I just want to stick my headlamp into the other cases and see if there's anything of note. Nothing. Just nothing. weird Bibles and stuff. Nothing that grabs me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, who wants right. to kick open the door? Who wants to kick? Who wants to kick open? I, I, I will. Okay. Uh, right. I've, got, I've got flare gun. I've got a fire extinguisher. I got my uh, crowbar. I've got a taser. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on, on three. Ready? And and a lamb chop backpack filled with gas explode with a gas. Three. <laughs> Three. All right. All right. I need you to do a strength <laughs> roll. Oh, thank God. I don't, don't forget your plus 30 from the chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I probably don't need to do a strength roll. Uh, well, with, it's a hard. I, I had to do the math. I got so hard with that. All right. Plus. You kick open the door. It opens into a room uh, that's roughly... I'd say 30 foot square. Uh, there is a fireplace and a fire going. Uh, there are a number of television monitors. Uh, uh, there is no sound other than that. It looks like it's set. It's made out like a, a very nice living room. Mm-hmm. And there's something, uh, there's something playing on the, the video monitor. Um, there's a there's a couch that sits in front of the, the video monitor. And what you can see is there is it, it it's almost like a surveillance tape being taken from a car across the street. But the people that are being watched from the car are uh the two Wiccan fellows. Hmm. And you immediately get the impression that the Wiccans were being followed by Lully's security people right? as well. Okay, and this is uh, old footage? Yeah, I mean, you okay. can't tell. It looks like it's just a couple weeks old. Maybe not even okay. a week old. It's right. not time-stamped? Like, it isn't like Toronto, right? It is in Toronto. Yeah. Um, in fact, you see them coming out of the Black Dragon 
at one point and you see them from across the street uh somebody looking into their hotel room from across the street um and as as you do that uh you hear a voice from the side that says well let's see what this is all about and uh pastor lully uh steps out of the shadows on the side and he's like you that's right and uh, with that i release the dart all right uh do a shot shoot roll and this is the trank one right yes awesome 28 i have a 25 but can i spend luck sure I will spend 25, 8, 5, 20. Can I spend 23 luck? If you want. Holy shit. I want to do an extreme. Okay. I'm, remember, I'm crazy anyway. So, what's <laughs> this? Um, this, is the, this is the tranquilizer. Correct. All right. Uh, you fire the tranquilizer dart flies through the air, and it hits him right about here in the chest, above his heart. That brings me down to uh, 32 luck, just for the record. Okay. Um, it jams into him, and the only reaction he has to it is from the physical hit. You know, he backs up a little bit, and he looks down at it, and he pulls it out and throws it on the ground. And he's like, you're... Uh, tranquilizers won't work on me. Uh, and That's what you I would I would like uh, uh, Ethan to do a power roll. All right. All right, Ethan. You heard so, it. Fuck, I fell by one point. Okay. Can I spend one point? <laughs> uh, well, no, because I, I got a hard experience. All right. Um, he says to you, he says, that kind of tranquilizer is for humans. I suggest you use it on your friends. And you find yourself compelled. So the, the four of you suddenly notice Ethan reloading and turning towards this. In, in the meantime, I want to spray Snake Man with my fire extinguisher. Yeah, uh, wouldn't this technically count as combat? Who's, wh what dex order are we in here? <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's, what are your dexes? All right. Uh, 55. Sorry, guys. That's all right. <laughs> um, I just hope yeah, he's 55. got another regular trank on him and doesn't fill me with azalea poison. Yeah, right? Uh, Heather has a dex of 50. I have 50 also. 55 here. All right. So I'll go in screen order. Uh, it's going to be Margaret and then Jonathan... And then uh, Heather, and then Desmond, and then Ethan, because you already went. Um, uh, Ethan is turning towards uh, Dr. Liege with his gun. Okay. And you can see he's trying All to right. fight it, but it's can like. Can I shoot myself? Nope. Okay. Do what you're told. 
Um, okay, so, so Margaret's, I, Margaret's so moving forward, and and I'm spraying the fire extinguisher at him. Okay, uh, your fire extinguisher makes a lot of like this. Um, uh, what are the rest of you doing? Uh, let's see. It's uh, yeah, so my turn now. Right. Uh, how how easy is it to notice that Ethan's gunning for me? Uh, do a spot hidden. Okay. I mean, he did announce it aloud. Yeah. But I mean, this guy could just be blown smoke. This is all in, this is all in the first moment. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. That's that's a fail. All right. So you don't notice him. Well, what right. are you going to do instead? Um, gonna move forward with the uh, with the taser. All right. Uh, so you're Russian. You've got a little bit of a distance, so. Yeah. How many How many feet away is he? You'll probably be there in the next uh, next round. Okay. Uh, Doctor uh, Mills. Uh, I'm gonna charge at him with my uh, <coughs> excuse me with my crowbar, and if I can get to him, I'm gonna swing. Okay, um, that'll take you around to get close enough to him. All right, uh, Doctor Flores, what are you going to do? Uh, I should roll spot heading to see if I see Ethan uh, turning to attack Doctor sure. Leash. Sure. Got a better, yeah. It's a uh, regular success, twenty-five. All right, so you see Ethan suddenly looking dazed and turning towards Doctor Leash. Um, so I think it would be a bad idea to shoot uh, Dr. Carlisle with my flare gun so I'm going to scream his name and go to tackle him before he okay well you can do a, gra uh, a, a grapple roll move maneuver brawl sorry careful to change names one of those yeah <laughs> Ten. All right. I'm going to take you down. You see it and you immediately tackle him. My game. hero. <laughs> um, all right. So, Ethan, you are pinned to the ground, and it, it kind of knocks the uh, mesmerize out of your head when you get hit. Uh, oh. But it's going to take you and uh, Dr. Flores around to recover from getting knocked down. So next we go back to uh, Margaret. All right. Do they seem to react at all to being? Um, well, at the, the, the problem is, is that now you've obscured everything. You can't even see him at this point. It's just a cloud of, of you know, stuff from the, the extinguisher. Okay, well, you're not, you're not even sure if he's even standing there at this point. All right, so I'm going to just act just ready the fire extinguisher to swing. So if he steps out close to me, I'm just going to smack him. Okay. So I'm going to wait. Uh, Dr. Leash. I'm going to, so I, I'm up on him now, right? I'm close enough to try you and think you, are. you can't see him either. All you see is a cloud of white. All right, I'm a I'm a jab where he was. Okay, with the with the taser. With your hand, there's nothing. There's nothing there. All right, then I'll 
and you're sort of entering into the cloud of of fire extinguisher. It's cold. Uh, Well, that's good. Dr. Mills. Yeah, I'm going to uh, kind of go forward, swinging my arm back and forth, see if I can, uh, since I'm assuming I can't see see very well with that. Do a a spot hidden. All right. Change dice. So extreme okay as you move forward as all of this this is all happening at exactly the same moment uh the fire extinguisher everybody lunging forward uh you see the gas from the fire extinguisher shift to the side very quickly and a blur moves across the room to the other side and when you look, you can see that Lully has moved over, like at lightning speed. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so it'd take me another round to get to get to where he is now, and he obviously moves right. much faster than me. Was he? Uh, so where I'm, where I'm, I'm going to quickly look and see if, like, uh, he had a coffee table with an open book or something on it. Uh, you don't see anything like that. It's still just clouds of, all right, of fire then, extinguisher. Then I'm going to try and keep the pressure on him and and run toward where he hyperspace to. Okay. Um. Lily's turn. Make it fair. Where'd my dice go? Oh, there it is. All right. Dr. Lee's do a power roll. Okay. What's that? Oof. Uh, it's a fail from me. All right. Um, you suddenly find yourself becoming extremely drowsy. Hmm. And you hear Lully, but now it's a different kind of voice. It's uh, like Desmond was playing around with a very snake-like hissy voice. And uh, he says, child's play. Okay. Um, Dr. Uh, uh, Evans, what are you going to do? You, you, you have just started to notice that he's not there, that somehow he's moved across the room faster than you could see. You remember that he ran from the, uh, the taxi with extreme speed. Okay. Um, so now he's just over there. Yeah. And Heather is going after him. Yeah, Heather's Heather's turn. She saw him move. Okay, so I'm just going to kind of still kind of stay where I am, mm-hmm. ready to just watch him, see if I can time a swing if he tries to jet across the room again. 
Uh, I forgot. Car, uh, 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 Ethan, what are you going to do? You're, you've recovered. You've gotten back up. You now notice that where you thought Lully was standing, he's now standing over here. Go for the statue. And I'm going to just try and take another shot at him, as long as nobody else is in the way. Ethan, him, Azalea. Yeah, I lo- I'm loading the Azalea. That's what I had planned to do anyway. And we're on the floor, so I'm going to, you know, I'm kneeling or rocking to brace myself as he, as I free him from my, he looks okay now. Yeah, I don't, better. I don't even get up. I roll over on the floor and just, All right. take the, and then I say, go for the statue. Do uh, a, um, yeah. Uh, fire. 60 out of, and I have a 25 so all right um you fire the gun and it's almost like it's almost a ridiculous move like in a in a kung fu movie where you fire the gun and Lully just sort of does that and your dart jams into the wall behind him and he's like pathetic he says is he here to think that I was worried what I'm going to do, it might be for the next move, but I'm going to take the other Azalea one, with, and I'm going to sit up with his, my back to him, break it in my hand, and rub the stuff all over my hands. All right. That's what I'll do for my next move. Dr. Desmond, what are you going to do? Uh, I have no firearm skill at all, but I have a flare gun. I'm sitting on the floor, I'm well braced, uh, and I'm scared, so I think I'm going to shoot at him. Is there a base skill for flare gun? It's the same for shooting. It'd be yeah, a pistol. Uh, 25, pistol. right? Yep. Yeah. Miracles happen. Not this time. 47 is too much to spend luck on, and it's not going to work on him anyway. Okay. So flare gun. So flare gun goes off. It doesn't hit him, but it goes off. And when it does, the whole room is filled with a blinding white light. And you do believe that he reacted to it because who wouldn't? You know, he still has eyes. So you hear him sort of call out, ah, or rather, <laughs> as he as he backs up. Blast you. I'm going to kill you all and I'm going to enjoy doing it and then I'll eat your hearts. Um, we really should go and wire to these things with tape recorders in future. Telepathic thought shared to the team. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Let's go back into order. Uh, Dr. Evans, what are you going to do? I can't see where he's moved because you're blinded also. Right. I am leaving. I'm going to go into the room that he came from. Okay. Uh, When you step into that room, do you find that it is very hot? Like a hundred and two degrees and that there is a large flat rock in the center of the the room 
Um, otherwise, it kind of looks like a bedroom. Okay, is there a book? Uh, you don't see a book. Well, do a spot hidden for me. Okay. Uh, 44 is good. Okay. You do see a safe on the wall. How big of a safe? With the the combination. All right, so you're in that room. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Liege. Okay, so... Is, uh, are the only ways to leave this room into the bedroom area and then the other way or, or past, past the big statue towards the, the collection or okay so that it's only those two routes and you don't know if there's another way out inside of his rooms okay you do believe that he had a private elevator downstairs so it right, might come right. in back in there okay um is it and it's pretty smoky in here now right through the flare and well the flare is actually out in the other room and the flare is still burning it's on the floor it's catching the carpet on flyer on fire <laughs> okay well I'm, I'm still i'm still in the the room that we started combat in yes i didn't, I didn't go into the bedroom so and you can see that lully has put his hands like this because he's blinded by the Okay. So how far away is he? With maybe twenty feet? With move eight, can I charge and try and shank him with the taser? All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Also, how tired am I feeling? Um, you're just groggy. Okay. Like you think that he was trying some magical spell to put you to sleep, but with the flare gun, it Mm. broke his concentration. Okay. Well, that's good. I don't feel like taking a nap right now. All right. So fighting brawl? Yeah. Okay. Oh, because I've got so much in that. Uh, I'll spend five points of luck to make that a success. Okay. You, you cross the room, you leap over a, a table or a chair. Um, he's not paying attention to where you are. He's got his hands up because the flare is still going. It doesn't just boom and go off. It's going to mm-hmm. go for another minute, probably, the blinding that side of the room. Um, all right, you come up next to him and you jam the, uh, you jam the taser into his side. Now, I want you to do a, what we call it? Want to know if you notice something. We're going to do, do a spot hidden, but it's not, not for spotting. Okay. That's a success. Okay. Surprisingly. When you, when you jam your, your thing into it, there's something wrong with his skin. It feels like you're jamming the thing not into a person's body, but into a leather jacket that they're wearing. How is he dressed? 
Uh, kind of in like evening clothes. Footy pajamas? Yeah, they're not really pajamas. It's just a little more relaxing clothing. Um, you, you get the impression now that it's just for show in case somebody walks in. Um, but you, dis- you get the distinct feeling that his skin is not his own. And I think I think Gein. And as you hit the button on the thing, uh, you can see that it it he has a reaction to it, but not what not to the extent that you would expect him. Yeah, to it's have. not disabling. Right. Okay. Um, he ah like this, and he's going to swing at you and see if he can hit you with his hand. Uh, he got an eighty-seven, so he completely misses. Um, Curse on you all. <laughs> Curse yeah. On you all. yeah, you'd like that, wouldn't you? You freak. Uh, let's see. Next is Heather. Does he still look like he's kind of blinded from yes. the flare? All right, well. They're all a little blinded, so. Yeah. I'm going to go over and uh, try and uh, grab a hold of him. I'm a big girl, so. So I thought Glenn right. Sandy would like me. But. All right. Go ahead and grapple. All right. Uh, I'll spend the two luck to make it a regular success. Okay. Uh, when you grab a hold of him, you get the same impression that you're grabbing a hold of a man wearing a jacket. Mm-hmm. You can feel his body and his muscles slide around inside of his skin as you do that it's almost as if something comes loose and it's like at first you think that he is falling down but you realize that the skin is all sloughing off yeah and what is revealed is a snake man. It it looks pretty much like uh, a large boa constrictor or a, a, a cobra, except that it has arms, mm-hmm. you know, and it has claws, prodigious claws. It has a snake-like face, the you know, snake-like features, and uh, it says, "No, this is not going to happen." And he he raises his hands like this. And he, he, it, he, his body sort of slithers towards the statue. Yeah. Margaret. Wait, uh, whose turn? Uh, that was uh, Heather. Um, I'm up. <clears throat> yeah. Um, we estimated the weight of the statue at a few hundred pounds. No, probably a, a ton. A ton and change. And it's on a new pedestal that he had built here. Right. A stone not on the one. What looks like a stone pedestal. What looks like a stone pedestal of Rontagoth. Um, well, uh, I shot my flare. Um, I'm charging with all of my endurance toward Rontagoth to try to push it off its pedestal. And if I can, get it rolling. Uh, I'd like to find some glass somewhere that could smash through. I might have to go through some smaller walls first, but 
Let's see. My size is 60. My strength is temporarily 80. So we, we have to do some math about inertia. Right. Go ahead and, and do your roll. I believe the math is good luck. You're you're muted. I rolled a sixty, so you know, with my current strength of eighty, that's a success, but only a normal one. All right. Uh, as you run forward and you hit the statue of Rontagoth, um, it's like hitting a block wall. Uh, maybe it it shuffles a little bit as you hit it. Uh, but I am going to say you're going to do yourself uh, 1d2 damage. We're going to worry about sanity in a few minutes. All right. Because uh, you all went up here expecting the weird to happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ethan, what are you going to do? I want to try and charge, charge him. I have that stuff all over my hands, and uh -huh. I just want to try and gouge out his eyes, mouth, eyes. His, his eyes are facing away from you. They're facing towards the statue. Can uh, I jump on his back? Like, um, and just kind of get do it. Do a brawl. Do a brawl. I, even, in, like, he could probably even bite my hand, but I'll just try and rub it. I'm, like, all out now on this. Uh, 35. My fighting brawl is 62. It's just shy of a hard. Okay. Well, you leap onto his back. You, you realize that his skin is scaly and hard and dry. And that when you try to gouge into his eyes, his eyes are hard like glass. You know, they're, they're not just soft. It's right. like covering on them that makes them very hard. And as you're doing this, his hands are up. And he is screaming something in serpentine language. And what you can hear in it is the words Rontagoth. And as he says this, all of the little cracks on Rontagoth's statue, where the, the parts of it sort of are distinguished, this light begins to shine out uh, that is like uh, ultraviolet. And you can see the statue begin to, the, the light's getting brighter, the cracks in it are, are opening, and you can all, you all see that whatever this thing is, this Rontagoth, it is beginning to become animated. The claws are detaching from the body of it. The three eyes are becoming luminescent. The, uh, the proboscis thing in the front and the little cilia that's all over it begin to wiggle as if it's coming awake. Um, what do you all do? I, I think you should do a sanity roll. Oh, I, I'm yeah. Probably. I still haven't come back out yet. 
do I uh, whatever? Let's make one now. Um, you can do a power roll then, Doctor Evans. No twenty. That is yeah. That's a hard success. All right. Uh, you don't feel debilitated, but you feel like something horrible is happening in the other room. Okay. There's a a definite pressure coming from the other room. You all feel it. Okay. I I rolled a ninety seven. Okay. Nice. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> Not that bad. Um, I got my a, second date of the night. Do a 1d8 if you failed. Do a 1d6 if you didn't fail. Three points. Eight. Oh, jeez. <laughs> jeez. Uh, Dr. Mills, roll an eight-sided dice. And Dr. Mills flew over the cuckoo's nest. And Dr. Mills do a four-sided dice. Okay. One. Okay, Dr. Mills, your reaction is hysterical laughter. At this point, at this point it's, it's just it's insane. It's insane laughter. You're like, you're like, it can't get any weirder or worse than this. What the hell? <laughs> um, Des- Dr. Desmond, how did you do? I, I, I squeaked by in my sanity and took three only. Okay. And Dr. Um, Chuck, but I'm right up close to it and it's starting to move and I just bashed my face into it. Right. Does it seem like it's more movable now or am I compelled to just shrink back because it's changing? You're, you're, yeah, you're pulling back from it. Yeah. Dr. Leash, how did you do? Uh, The universe is conspiring to prevent me from turning into a mad bomber. I passed. So you passed. And how many points of damage? Just two. Okay. Um, Dr. Evans, you suddenly hear yelling from the other room. Okay, so when I rush back in, I mean, I'm looking now at Serpent Man. Just well, you like see, you see, you see the statue beginning to glow, oh. ultraviolet light, and it's beginning to move. Okay, I lose four points of sanity. I failed, but only lost four. Okay, but I want to go attack. I came out here to go beat Serpent Guy. So while he's saying well, something, you would I kind have of to run. You would have to run towards this thing. Because he's right in front of it, and, and I'm riding. I'm, I'm now <laughs> confused about scale. Okay. Um. Well, the doctor, Ethan, you're like looking over, uh, you know, past his shoulder at the thing right in front of you. So, okay. So, in... <laughs> all right. What do you do, Doctor Evans? Well, we're gonna make a break for it, but I, I'm gonna go see. I mean, this is all insane, but I'm going to latch on the fact that I came here for that book. And I'm going to go see if I'm strong enough with the endurance chant to lift that safe. Well, it's built into the wall. It was was built into the wall. Yeah. Never mind. All right. So we'll just say you're standing there. Uh, Dr. Leish. Um, I, Dr. Jonathan Leish, being of sound mind, and body, I'm going to say, oh, hell no. And I'm going to get my uh, 
portable gas leak, um, portable catastrophic gas explosion out of the backpack. Okay. And I'm going to, um, I'm going to spend a round making the fuse as short, but as within reasonable safety as possible. Okay. So I can light it, chuck it at the oh hell no while telling everyone okay it's gas leak time uh dr mills <laughs> uh, you're, you're just standing there screaming. <laughs> you're laughing hysterically. Yeah. dr dr desmond i uh and scuttling away at an angle that will maximize my distance from Rantagoth and Yig spawn. Right. And, Hands uh, and knees on the floor uh, and I've wet myself. Okay. Thank you. Excellent. Dr. Carlisle. Uh, you are holding on to him, but you're seeing this thing unfolding in front of you. It's giant claws. You're looking almost directly into its face. It has three eyes, and it has this huge proboscis that's sticking out in front of it. And uh, it looks terrifying and menacing, and you can feel pressure inside of your head. It's sort of eating its way in. What do you do? Well, I'm down to 18 sanity. Um... I'm on this guy's back. Is there any way I could try and just jam the trank gun into its mouth and pull the trigger? I don't think that you're holding the trank gun at this point. You okay, I would have dropped it. Right. All right. Um, I'm just going to hold on for dear life at this point. All um, right. All right. As you're standing there, this thing levitates into the air. And its arms all come apart, and it has these big prodigious claws on it. It almost strikes a pose in the air as it's glowing with this ultraviolet sort of light, uh, like, uh, like a Hindu statue with multiple arms. And uh, you can see uh, Lully, the snake man, is like in, in ecstatic. He's, he's just like rigid with his hands up like this. And as he does that, suddenly these two claws come down and grab Lully by the shoulders. But they also grab Ethan, and they've pinned the two of them together. At the same time, the proboscis comes forward and hits Lully in the chest. And you hear Lully begin to scream and convulse. And Dr. Ethan... Uh, you're going to take uh, 1d6 points of damage just from the claws ripping into your into your body and holding you against it. Tell Jenny I love her. Uh, you can feel. Three points. Okay. You can feel Lully begin to, uh, or the snake man, begin to, uh, what's the word? Uh, all the fluid of his body is beginning to drain out and he's becoming uh, desiccated as he's screaming in, in agony. Uh, but you are pinned to him. What are the, four, are the rest of the four are you going to do? 
So he has a private elevator. Are there rooms that we haven't entered in back here? Yes, you do see the elevator now that you're back here. That's where I'm going. All right. So long, Dr. Carlisle. <laughs> Jonathan, put that thing on my hands and run. How's the fire coming along? Uh, the flare gun it's, in the carpeted room. It's spreading out like this, uh, but it's, it's all black in the middle and bubbling. So it's, it's going out and it's filling the air with the toxic sort of acrylic burning smell. He doesn't have good carpets? Shame on him. Polyester. Um, so Dr. Evans, you've run to the elevator. I'm running. I'm hitting the button. When it comes, I'm getting in it and I'm going down. We don't have time. Put it in my hand and go. Does Mills have the crowbar still? I probably dropped it when I started laughing. Yeah. Oh, giggly Heather. <laughs> and now, now, now Heather is just, just hysterical with screaming and uh, laughing and Oh, his God killed him. <laughs> Desmond, grab grab Heather. I'm going to grab the uh, crowbar and t try to take a swing at one of the claws. Oh, oh okay. So you're going to actually try to approach it, Dr. Leach. Um, gas? Gas? Gas mistake? You, you, can see, you, can see the, you can see the bomb in my hand. Don't even worry about it. All right. I don't have much left. Give it to me. Uh, what is the what does me smacking the claw do with the crowbar? Absolutely nothing. It's like hitting solid rock without any chips. Um. All right. Uh, Dr. Uh, Flores, you've grabbed Dr. Mills. Dr. Mills, you don't resist. Uh, what are the two of you doing? Or rather, Dr. Desmond, what are you doing? I'm uh, dragging Heather toward the nearest evident exit. I don't know whether that's where Margaret went or... No, yeah, opposite. Then we're going that way. Yellow we know the fire stairs. <laughs> You're dragging me like cavemen used to. <laughs> All right. Just call me Glansandi. I'm going to so, need a sanity roll for that. Jeez. Dr. Evans, you have gotten to the elevator. Uh, Dr. Heather and Dr. Desmond, you have gotten to the, uh, the fire stairs going down. Dr. Carlisle, you use the, the creature staring into your face. Uh, it, it makes another sort of jerky movement and you feel something rip into your chest right through uh, right through uh, the, the snake man, which is now just a dried husk. And you can feel immediately that it's just the sucking pressure as it begins to suck all of your, uh, your fluids He's out of your body. Got me. I don't think you can talk. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Dr. Dr. Lee. You're standing right next to him with a crowbar banging on him and nothing's happening. Okay. Um, light the fuse and give it to Ethan and then book it. All right. Just as, just as one of the other arms comes and snaps at you and you manage to get out of the way because he got an 80. Uh, 
Uh, which way are you running? Uh, what is the closest? Uh, you can go either way towards where okay. Margaret went or towards where the others go. In fact, you can um, Desmond and uh, Heather. Did I, did I hear the elevator ding? Uh, well, they weren't going to use the elevator. They were going to use the stairs. But well, you, Margaret was at the elevator. Yeah, you hear it ding in there. Yeah, because it should be at the top anyway. So okay. Should have just opened. Okay. I will book it towards the elevator and hope that she uh, held the door open while shouting uh, Godspeed, Ethan. Do a, do a luck roll, Dr. Leash. <laughs> oh, man. I'm taking another picture. This is a six. This is okay. so... I was hoping for a 99. As, as right? Yeah. Stands yeah. Looking right. at you as the door goes... <laughs> That would be right. thematically appropriate. So I lost more sanity. I'm close to just like. Uh, you stick your hand out. You, uh, the door opens. You get back inside and you start down. Uh, you really think your bomb's going to do anything to that thing? Um, ten seconds go by, and a boom! Everything shakes. The elevator uh, rattles. Uh, you guys on the I stairs, the you feel everything probably rattle. Probably wasn't a good idea. Um, but, uh, 30 seconds later, uh, the elevator hits the bottom, uh, and, uh, two minutes later, uh, Desmond and Heather get to the bottom, uh, fire alarms are going off, uh, sprinklers, sprinklers are probably going off, uh, when you come running out, you probably see some security guards. Uh, they are running outside. Uh, you can hear glass shattering. Uh, you can hear uh, what sounds like parts of the building maybe collapsing on the inside. Um, and you, you all run outside? Yeah. Stay here together. Uh, yeah, out, yeah. The, out the back. Just you keep. All run outside. And as you turn around and look back, just keep running. Just keep running. <laughs> you can see this purplish light shining out of the top of the building. Uh, and part of the side is, is collapsing. Um, as you look back, Rontagoth uh, rises into the air. And he begins moving, in this case, over towards the side of the building, not towards where you are. And he sort of floats down near, the, near to the ground. And he starts heading in the in the, the direction of uh, the river, and you guys are running. I don't know if you run out to the car. You run back to where your cars are parked. Uh, Doctor Ethan, unfortunately, you didn't make it. And in the tail end of the explosion, you hear Jenny, <laughs> come back. <laughs> And that's where we will end it for tonight. We will assume that you somehow get back to the hotel and you are mentally shattered by what has taken place. All right. Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Brian Daly, Keith Craig, Jason Melnichok, and David Gassaway. With yours truly as the keeper of the secrets, 
We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. We have a new patron. Now, I hope that I pronounced this correct. Magne Bondkal has contributed $3 a month, and we have told him that we will put it to good use. Thank you very much, Magne. If you also would like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good game. Excellent.